Welcome to Culturally Biased, the podcast for the people. And you know they got the touch like Midas. Them local pods give you a touch of the itis. If y'all subscribe to anything else, it must be a minus, man. The dopest combos every week, yeah, you know it's lit. And they always dropping jewels, better get a grip. Them topics hit like a no-look left from Danny Swift. Them discussions are mean, you know the guests wanna be when shiz and O on the scene. Look, them animals at this podcast, ignore the poachers. And we coming for that spot, boy, I thought I told you. Current events, business tips for the culture. And that's including everyone except the poachers. Episode 77, I go by the name of Shiz Pim. It's your boy O. We are culturally biased. Another yes, week we are here. Yeah. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm actually doing great. But uh Alright, I like to hear that. <laughs> better than it's better than very good. Better than just good. Just good. Better yeah. than just good. Had a good, good week, week for you? Yeah, had a good week good for week. you. That's yeah. good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. How you? I can't complain, man. My feet hit the ground this morning. Oh, we blessed. All upside. We blessed, man. All upside. Every, every day above ground. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. All right. We're going to keep it short today because we're going to get into it. Uh, this episode should be packed full of gems. We have <laughs> a special guest in the building, serial entrepreneur, it's safe to say. Facts. Um, <laughs> a philosopher. Yeah. Wordsmith. Oh, wow. Motivational speaker. I like that wordsmith. <laughs> female boss. Okay. CEO. Instagram influencer. I could keep going. It's a hell of an introduction, bro. Keep I going. Could, I like I, this. I, I could keep going. I could keep going. I like this. Keep going. Um, keep going. Listen. Most of you got introduced to this young lady by her Instagram handle. And the work that she does as well. Yeah. But we have in the studio other that no other than IG no on IG known as Maserati Niche. Right? <laughs> Give it up. Yes. Give it up. So yeah. uh we've been waiting for this episode for a long time. Um, yeah. we've interviewed a couple of your friends. Who? Yeah. Uh, Rachel. We interviewed Rachel. Rachel. Oh, yeah. Rachel, uh, Sonia, 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 yeah, Jamisa, 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 yeah. They all spoke very highly of you. Oh, that's a good thing. Our listeners have been asking for this episode. They need it. They need it. Awesome. Well, I'm here. So we are here. We're here. here. We are here. Can can we start um, with before Credit Medics as a business became? What kind of got you into the business of credit repair, personal finance? So I've always been, uh, my my um, old pastor said that it was a gift. It's like, everybody's not good with money. That's true. But I've always been very, very, very good with money. I just think naturally. Um, it wasn't, you know, passed down from my dad who right. actually raised me because, I mean, I remember coming home. I'm like, Dad. I flicked the light switch, it won't come on. <laughs> and it was just like due to just him waiting to the last minute to For pay sure. a bill. I think right. most men are like that. But anyway, um, so I had gotten to a point. I had my son. 
And I had a few um, in, um, investment properties. I had a few properties that I rented out. So that was like enough income for me to basically um, support my living expenses. But once I had my son, because I was still doing music then too. So I was getting little music checks plus, you know, the real estate residu- um, residual income from my tenants. I had my son and it was, and I was like, I need more income. And I refused to go and work for somebody I haven't had a job since I was 24. Wow. Yeah, I've been self-employed. Can we get cut to that? <laughs> yeah. No cut. The late clap. It's the late clap. That's the late clapper. You missed the clap. You missed it. Bring it in for me. One time. I played it earlier. Was I know. We need another one for that, that one. Was, thank you. <laughs> Tell her you usually it too. Delayed man. reaction. Delayed. Tell her usually it too, man. We're going to give you that one, Taylor. <laughs> so I needed more income. Okay. And I was like, I'm not working for nobody. Um, so I, I also said to myself and I said to God that whatever I decided to do or whatever direction I decided to go in, that I didn't want it to just be about money. Right. I wanted to be, um, I wanted to actually feel my soul. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to give something back and make money, but I didn't just want it to be about money. So I remember Sitting on my sofa for about a couple days, and I just was, like, talking to God. My son's like a baby. He's running over around the living room. And I'm like, God, I need something. I need something. There has to be more than this. There has to be something bigger than this. I know that I have a purpose, and I just was trying to tap into that. And in the midst of that, God dropped on my spirit credit repair, right? So when I was like, credit repair? I was like, I do help my family and friends already for free. Let me Google and see how much credit repair is, right? right. I'll start Googling. I'm doing my research. So I said, the going rate at that time, I think was like $500. I said, if I can come and do what the Asians do when they come into a market, mm-hmm. the prices, the price difference from their product and anybody else's product is always way cheaper. Yep, right? They just beat the market. They beat the market. Yeah. So I said, if I can come in and do that, that's the start. So I literally posted it on Facebook because I don't even think I had an Instagram at that time. I posted it on Facebook and I got my first client. Okay. And I, it started in my living room. I literally outgrew that space in six months. Wow. And then I had a conversation with my father, who is also an entrepreneur. Um, I'm like, hey, dad, you know, business is doing well. I was like, but it's too much traffic coming in and out of my home. Mm-hmm. I don't really like that. I'm kind of private with my home, my personal space. Absolutely. I'm right. like, what What should I do? And my dad's like, why would you go get a, why would you go rent a space? You don't have an overhead right now. And it doesn't make sense, Ranisha. I'm like, I just, it's time for me to go. Right. So I listened to the other father, which is God, because right. God said move. Right. And I was like, it's time to go. Right. So I started, um, I, I, I actually put another post on Instagram asking if anybody had any office space to sublease. Because mm-hmm. me, you know, I've always been like a number person, finance person. I didn't want to take on this huge overhead. I said, profit, everything. Right. I said, at least if I can get one client. I can support, you know, my my rent if I sublease. So I wouldn't have to spend my own money. And I knew that I could meet that goal. So I posted on um, Facebook, and I'll never forget a lady named Kim French. She reached out to me, and that was my mother's childhood friend. So she's watched me grown from, like, a little girl to a grown adult woman. And she said, you didn't see my post I put up the other day? Go check it out. I took a picture of the office space, woo, 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 woo. I'm like, really? Went to her page. She posted. I said, can I come see it? Went to go see it. And then the rest was history. I moved in there and then I was, I outgrew that space. Okay. And I got my own space and I've been at that space for about 
I think since 2014 okay. or 15, 14, 14. And now I'm moving into a even bigger space in the next week. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, wow. but I, I have literally changed thousands and thousands and thousands of people's lives. And I would have never in a million years expect that I would be doing this. That's amazing. Absolutely. That's amazing. But two things I got from that that I'm sure it's just like a short piece of your story if you wanted to dive in deep. The first thing I got was you had a conversation with God. Mm-hmm. It seems like you have a lot of those conversations because through your social media, you yeah. profess those conversations. I'm a very a spiritual person. I think that's very important for anyone that's listening. Um, we should probably go to our father first before we make mm-hmm. any decisions. Any decisions yeah. For alignment. For sure. For, for alignment. Sure. I see so many people just jump out there into business, just jump out there to in the life period, dealing with different people, relationships, all of that. If you sit still long enough, you'll, gl- you'll gain the clarity that is needed to make the right decisions. Absolutely. And God will align everything after that because that's how it's meant to happen. A lot of times we take our own direction and we deviate from the direction that God actually has. And then you find yourself going in a circle and everybody around you that's being obedient is progressing. And you're sitting there like, why can't I catch a lick? Right. Because you keep trying to do things your way. Mm -hmm. Get out your own way. His will, not yours. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it's very important to, um, and I think that a lot of people too, if they understood the importance of isolation. Sure. Okay. Spending time with yourself and getting to know who you are, getting to know your purpose, understanding how powerful you are as an individual, understanding how powerful you are as a spiritual being who the creator that created you is the most powerful energy on this planet and beyond. So if that creator created you with that energy, then you must be powerful too. So I just be speaking stuff. (laughs) On the way here, I was like, you know what? Bentley or pool? Okay, I'm going to get the pool. The pool is coming next month, and then I'm going to get the Bentley. All right, new Needs. new uh, IG handle coming. Billy Needs. Billy Needs. Billy Needs. It's changing. It's changing. Um, so that, that's that's awesome. So the, I'm assuming business is doing well. If we're moving into a new space, the business is business growing. is doing really well, and I have so many ideas to take the business to the next level. I'm just like I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to going into this new space sure. because I'll be able to, and and the new space will allow me to do a lot of community work. Okay. Right. A lot of free classes. Okay. One of the things that I see amongst my colleagues and other business owners is they'll go into business and shout out to everybody who has the coverage. Because a lot of people I hear that word fear all the time. Yes. A lot of people are afraid. Yes. I'm like, you're afraid to lose nothing. Right. You're nothing. You're starting with nothing. <laughs> yeah. What right. you gonna lose? Nothing. Yeah. Just scared. Yep. So um a lot of my colleagues and um other entrepreneurs, they go into business. And they have talent, a talent or a skill set, and they're great at it, and they go into business, but they don't understand the business aspect of it. Yeah. And it's a business. Mm-hmm. If you are going to be an entrepreneur, you need to understand business. You need yes. to understand that marketing is super important. Who are you targeting? Who is your product made for? How do you want them to see this product? How do you want them to internalize this product? Is it a need? How do you make it a need? Right. Um, you need to understand finances. You need to understand how much it's going to cost to front your business for a certain amount of months just getting started. Mm-hmm. How much product are you going to need? Um, how are you going to market and advertise to different areas? Are you just going to use social media? I ran into a huge issue 
about, and this is the second time this has happened to me. Mm-hmm. Hate is real. Right. So somebody reported my page and got wow. it shut down again. And when they shut it down, I just felt I was in a low place for like maybe I. When I get sad, I, I give myself two days. I was in a low, two, <laughs> I was in low two plays. You got two days to figure it out, <laughs> sister. Get up and get it together. So during the, those two days, I just was like, why would somebody do this to me when I don't bother nobody and I'm always trying to help? Right. Right. But whoever did it is not my issue. They're dealing with their own stuff. So during that, those two days, I'm like, yo, I had 70,000 followers. A lot of my bread comes from Instagram. Right. What are you going to do? So during that time, I'm like, you got to have other outlets, too. To generate money. So I started thinking about marketing campaigns. Sure. So when I go into this new office, although I got one of my pages back, I'm working on the other one, I'm still going to go ahead and follow through with that marketing campaign because I don't want Instagram just to be my only source. You right. know what? what uh, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I know you got a question. A lot of entrepreneurs today are building their businesses on the back of Instagram platform. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we have to realize we don't own Instagram, so they could change the rules, whatever the case may Any be. Any moment. And okay. all of your client base is there. So, you know, the MailChimps, whatever, mm-hmm. contact us. We got to build our own CRM yes. because you can't have all of your Absolutely, brother. Your entire audience based on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram can change the rule sure. tomorrow, yeah. and yeah. it's over. And they can tell you, oh, you went against the guidelines and right. regulations. I'm like, I never even did anything that right. goes against what you're talking about. What are and they the like, well, you gotta, well, right. you gotta do this if you want your page back, and we'll review it. Maybe right. not. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, I worked hard for my little followers. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One at a time. Building the brick, okay? For sure. Brick for after sure. brick. So, that was like a wake-up call, but One of the things I also learned from the first time that my page was taken was to rebuild my website. And I did that. So one of the things I did notice, because whenever somebody signs up, I get an email alert when while my page was down, that emails were still coming. So people were still signing up. So people were looking for me. Right. And then I had people calling the office like, it's Maserati Nisha, okay? I was like, oh, I felt the love. I mean, literally, like, people was, like, texting me. People were calling my office. They, my, When I came in, my staff was like, "What? what's wrong what with your page? I was right. like, I didn't tell y'all somebody. They was like, everybody was calling here, like, are you okay? So that was that was good. That was good to know. All right, I got a question. Um. With a lot, it's a lot of money floating around during this whole listen, P- PUA, this PUA, uh, listen, this PUA thing. We ain't you... the only one going to go get a Bentley. <laughs> listen, <laughs> so, so with all this going on, what do you? What are some tips that you got for people like they should invest in, or so as far as building a credit and everything else like that? First of all, I've been telling people for years to be ready. Right. Uh, this right here. If it was never time for black folks, this is the time right now. Right. They giving out reparations. For sure. Like, you want this? Uh-huh. Here go 150. You yeah. want this? Here go 97. Here you go. Yo, I literally probably helped. I know it's well over a million. My friends. Right. Just like, did you do it? Do it. You got to right. get, like, just helping people just for free. Yep. Right. To the point where I helped one of my friends, and he didn't told all his friends, go to Niche. And they called me like, well, how much do you charge for it? Right. And I'm like, I didn't even want to. It just was, I just wanted to help. Right. So this is the time to get a bag. I had so many people DMing me like, thank you for telling me to go to this site. This is what I got. Right. Like, and I just, I just felt so grateful. Um, You have to know what to do with the money. Right. 
there have been a lot of people that have <laughs> came across millions of dollars. And you look and you're like, where are they now? And they're broke. Mm, God know what to do with the money. Right. So for me, I'm never afraid to do anything. I don't live in fear. I'd rather lose everything than to not try. Right. I'm going hard. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why I have been able to um, achieve the things that I have because I'm like, I'm going to do it. So you can't be afraid to invest. And if you are not sure about your investment, please read, please research, please get you a mentor, please go to some of these workshops. You know, everybody on Instagram, uh, well, not everybody, but a lot, 85.8. 99 is smoking mirrors. Okay. Oh, okay. I, 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 was, I, I like, thought you was going the other way. I was going to say. What? What? I thought you were going to say that, that, was, that was. No. There's a lot yeah, of smoking mirrors. Okay. There's a lot of experts yeah. who flipped one house. Yes. And yeah. now they oh, having workshops. Oh, my God. I'm like, come I on, bro. $500 for a course. Listen I'm to like, me. You did nothing. Listen to me. Nothing. Free game. Okay? Charging people everything. Yes. So you want to do your own research. Please don't let people mislead you. I see it all the time, y'all. It's so scary because. I see a lot of um, black and brown people giving their money so freely to a lot of the Instagram influencers, yep. right? right? And it's a lot of it is not going to work out good. And then it's going to cause us to resent each other even more and to not trust each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So do your own research. I preferably, um, I have my business. Um, I have real estate. Right. Um, I'm getting into some flips now. Right. Most of my stuff is buy and hold. I like residual income. That and I don't God. do no cash out refis. I don't have no lot and do use no loans to fix my stuff up. None of that. Because right. I want all my rent to come in. Right. I plan to retire in two years. I'm going to franchise my business. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let my office manager run everything. Um, still do my like touring and speaking and all that stuff. Also, I have like three schools that I'm going to be introducing a curriculum into for that's financial awesome. literacy. Right. So I'm going to be doing that. And that's what I'm passionate about, reaching out to these kids. For sure. So um, what else do I plan? Oh, some stocks. I'm going to mm -hmm. invest in some stocks. I've never done that. So I'm literally doing my research now because I'm not jumping all into it. I want right. to understand what I'm doing. Um and you also can invest in other businesses right. for mm -hmm. equity. Like, that's a smart way to do it. Right. If you caught a lick during this pandemic, and let's say you were able to get 150000 because there has been some people who have gotten these checks. Absolutely. And they have the business, but they never really had the business. Yep, got like, you. let's keep it and real. And they cashed out. And yeah. they cashed out. Right. So now here's the thing. So let's say you have a business. What's your name again, brother? Omar. Omar. Omar has a business. Or o Omar has a business... But Omar doesn't have good credit, nor does Omar have the capital to take the business to the next level. Right. So Omar is kind of stuck where he is. He wants to go to the next level. His clientele is growing. Mm -hmm. There's a, a huge demand for what you're offering. But you can't make no moves because you don't have the capital to buy the material to go to the next level. And um, you don't have the good credit to go get the loans or the capital to do so. Right. So now here I come. Omar. You want to grow your business? Yeah, I do. How much do you think you need to grow your business? Well, I 25. Mm. Oh, 25? That's it? Oh, okay, we got 25. Okay, so let's 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 do a deal. Mm -hmm. I'll give you the 25 and you're going to give me 10% equity in your company. Okay. 
So now, as long as Omar company is operating fully and Omar's company is making money, the first goal is going to be for me to get my 25 back. But I'm not going to kill you because I know you still grow and you grind it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to work something out where I get my 25 back over a period of time. And I'm going to get quarterly checks from you because I have 10% of that company. So whatever you make that quarter, I get 10% of that. Whatever you make the next quarter, I get 10% of that. So you just have created residual income. Now, I gave you 25. Now, what's your name again, brother? Sean. Sean. I'm going to give Sean 25, too. So now I'm going to get 10% of his company, too. Right. right? And I'm going to do that with four different companies. And I still got $50,000 left to do a flip. So you just got to understand how to maneuver. And I'm like a super duper hustler. Like my dad taught me, I'm going to get to it because I know how to get to it. I'm just smart like that. (laughs) Yes. So just figuring out ways to flip your money. Okay. A lot of, you know, the people where I come from, community where I came from, um, already have the business savviness. Right. They already know how to run a business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we know they know how to run yeah, a business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they don't sure. know that they know how to run a business. No, they, run, they but, are actually CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. It's no different. It's no different. Distribution, logistics, it's no different. But I don't think that they know that. Right. And once you break it down to them and get them, them to see that and say, hey, you're doing exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But this is the better way to do that. Right. And that's it. That's it. So personal finance in our community is something that we we struggle with. Uh, why has that have why hasn't that changed yet? I mean, I see my Who's folks gonna go change it, it, Sean? Um with each in the, with each generation, I can say we get a little bit better, right? But uh-huh. we're still I think we're still heavily influenced by Keeping up with the Joneses. So I'm going to ask you this again. Who's going to change it? It has to be us, right? Exactly. It has to be it us. It has to be us. Exactly what we're doing right now. This Absolutely. podcast. For sure. Me speaking. Yeah. Me doing the classes in the middle schools. Me doing the classes in the high schools. Me speaking at colleges. All of this changes the perspective right. or how you were programmed to think about money and credit. First of all, we never even had or have those kind of conversations at our dinner tables. No. We don't talk about that. No, no, like, no. my mom never talked about credit. My mom talked about real estate. She was the first person that I saw buy a piece of property, mm-hmm. and it benefited her because she bought a duplex. Right. And all of my mother's siblings was like, why are you buying an apartment? But my mom was like, because I'm going to live in one unit, right. and then the other right. unit yeah. is going to pay my mortgage. I'm going to live for free, right. and then I'm going to stack my bread, and I'm going to go get me a single home. Right. So she was thinking on a smaller scale, but she still had a different perspective than her siblings. That's a big piece because housing is 40% of most people's income. Right. Right. But you see that, though? And my grandma, my grandma never worked a day in her life. My grandpa was the one that went out and worked and brought food home and paid all of the bills and stuff like that. So my grandma wasn't able to teach my mom about finances. So just out, out of the blue, I don't know how she learned that, but she did. Right. So she learned, you know, a little bit of it. And then I saw that. But my dad really was, in my family, the person who stepped out and went against what the norm was. So my grandfather was a police officer. My grandma worked for housing. They made okay money. But my dad was like, I don't want to work for anybody. And they just thought my dad was just going, like, why are you going to open a business? You need to get something stable. You need stability and security. It's 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 a trap. And my dad stepped out. 
He bought his first bar, made a lot of money, bought another bar, made a lot of money, bought another bar, made a lot of money, whatever. And I watched him, how he would market his business and different things that I would see him do. And I also learned some things that I did not want to do as an <laughs> entrepreneur and a business owner, too, for my dad. But it has to be passed down. But if nobody never got the knowledge, how is it going to be passed down? Right. So we have an accountability. Us yeah. at this table to pass the knowledge down, and that's what we're doing. And once you get them, that's it. Yeah. When I get on that Instagram, it's purposeful. Right. I don't just get on. I'm not just getting on there. Woo 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 woo. No, I'm getting on there, and it's purposeful. When I have something that drops in my spirit, or I feel like I want to share, it's changing the mindset or changing how you know black and brown people were reconditioned or conditioned. I'm sorry, conditioned to think. Right. I'm trying to change that, trying to get you to look at money differently. I tell all the girls when I get on there, I'm like, listen, y'all worried about a bag. I'm worried about a bag. Right. right you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's get the bag yeah. and not the bag. It's, Double it's, entendre. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely a difference, right? Because maybe they see you do it and other influencers buy nice things and things of that nature. But they don't see the fact that, like, you have what I would probably assume you have a business or other assets that are probably mm -hmm. paying for those things mm -hmm. right. instead of you going to a nine to five trading 40 hours for a bag and then you back at square one right. with nothing in the mm -hmm. bag. I always say that too. Right. I'm like, listen, you you go buy a pocketbook and you can go to the auction where well, you could at one time. You can go to the ad auction and grab a property for $5,000. Right. You right. spent $5,000 on a Chanel bag. Right. Like, what are you going to do with that? You got a $5,000 bag with nothing in it. Yeah. Um, I bought my son um, an investment property. I'm, I'm about to purchase him another one in another week or two. But he has a duplex. Okay. And I post that and everybody was going off. Oh my God. But you could do it too. Right. You could do it too. You save a couple income tax checks. Mm -hmm. You can go get go right. to the market where the properties are not that expensive. And you can get your child a piece of property. And what you could do is you can collect the rent on that property. And by the time your child is 18, I did the numbers, my son will have like a hundred and sixty something thousand dollars. That's now, now for me. Head start. From the rent. Right. But guess what? The property, the, the oh, property, right. the equity in the property, year after year, he's gained. So he got the 160 something and a property that's worth way more than it was when I bought it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So giving him a foundation. And one of the things my dad gave me was a foundation. I will give him my dad, yes, great man, foundation. Bought my first duplex. Okay. Um, yeah. How about can you give us some game on business credit? Business credit is so important. And a lot of people, <laughs> there's this misconception that with business credit, you have to have a business. Right. really don't have to have a business. You have to have a business, but you don't have to have a right. business. There are programs out there, no-doc programs, mm -hmm. where you don't have to show docs in order to get business lines of credit, business credit cards. Right. So for somebody who doesn't have any capital, they're just starting off. If you know the game, which I always say, you got to learn the game. Right, it's sure. like you got the crack game, the drug game, right. this game. When you learn the game, you apply that. Right. And you just go ahead and get your bag. So for people who have, before the pandemic, it was a 680 minimum credit score. Mm -hmm. So let's say, Omar, you have you come to me, you say, Nisha, listen, I got an LLC that I've had, excuse me, I had for four years now. Right. Four years ago, I was hype. I wanted to start a painting business. Um, I did the LLC, the EIN. I never did nothing with it. Right. right? And I'm like, Omar, what's your credit scores? And you like, oh, I don't play about my credit. My credit score is 760. Right. Game time. Right. You can take that LLC 
You can go to any bank that offers the no doc program where you don't have to show financials. You don't have to show tax returns. You don't have to show profit and loss statements. So you're walking into this bank with your 760 credit score, with your seasoned LLC from four years and your EIN, and you're going to apply for business lines of credit. Your LLC has to, or whatever you, however you form your entity, right. it has to be at least two years old mm. for you to go and apply for business lines of credit. And a no doc program. Now, the only thing about the no doc program, because they're not asking for proof of income rates for your a business, higher. huh? Rates a little higher. Not even just the rates. There's only a certain cap. There's a cap on the amount that they're going to lend to you because you're not. They're not verifying right. revenue. Okay. Okay? okay. But guess what? The cap's fifty thousand, seventy five thousand, a hundred thousand. Right. And if you go to four banks, let's say four banks, you go to four different banks, mm-hmm. and they give you a twenty five thousand dollar line, and, and they may give grand. you, and they may give you a twenty five thousand dollar credit card. Mm-hmm. You got two hundred thousand. Right. From those four banks. Right. But guess what? Omar realized that he had another LLC that he did six years ago right. that you totally forgot about that you and your brother was on, mm-hmm. right? Your brother doesn't have good credit, though. Mm-hmm. But you do. So that LLC, you can do the same thing with. So instead of you going to the bank with one LLC, you're going with both LLCs. And although your brother is on the LLC, if both of you guys own 50% and 50%, both of you guys have to be the personal guarantor. The full purpose of, excuse me, the good credit is because you have to be the personal guarantor. No banks are giving you anything right now in this time without you guaranteeing, you personally. Omar has to guarantee that Fiji Paint Company is going to pay this money back. Right. Because if Fiji Paint Company, because they're lending the money to Fiji, but you own it. Right. If Fiji doesn't pay it back, they're coming after you. Right. So if you and your brother own this business on the operating agreement, you're going to put that he owns 19% and that you own 81%. So now only you have to be the personal guarantor. Okay. okay? So now you're going to take that LLC and you're going to do the same thing at the same time with the other one. Okay. So now you got all this money. Now, the thing about borrowing, when you borrow, you got to do what? Pay back. Pay it back. So you got to make sure that you position yourself. Even if you use one line to pay the note on another line while you're flipping and doing what you need to do, you can do that. As long as the bills are being paid, you're good. And one of the things that I really like about lines, whether if it's personal or business, I like the fact that it works like a credit card. That's the best thing. But it's different, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing. So a credit card, if you got a business credit card, you want to pull the money off of it, you're going to be charged the interest for mm-hmm. for using the card, and then a the cash advance. You're going to get hit both ways. Right. If you have a line, a business line of credit, the lines are meant for you to pull money off of. Right. So the line is attached to a checking account. The line, so you can actually write a check and it'll pull off the line. Mm-hmm. Or you can go into the bank and say, I want to pull money off my line and it'll give you cash. Yeah. Or you can use your card and do it that way. Mm-hmm. Where you won't be charged for a cash advance, you'll just be charged the interest on the line. But the interest is only on what you're using. You may have a $25,000 line, but you may only be using 5000 right now. Okay. So you have the um, ability to use all of it if you want or not all of it. You have the ability to, once you pay down a debt, it becomes available again. So you can use the same line over and over and over. 
and over. So it's a win. But you have to know the game right. to be able to do that. Right. So you got to know how to move the money around. You got you got to know how to invest in things that are going to um, be profitable, of course. One of the things I will say, business is risky. Right. It's never guaranteed. I mm-hmm. invested in an urgent care clinic three years ago. I still have not gotten a dime. Right. Right. Might, might basically be burnt, $40,000. Right. But did I stop? No, I didn't. Right. Did I stop? And I got that money back 20 times. Right. I ain't even tripping. And that's like, a part of the game. We all got to accept like, taking a loss yes, is a part of the, It's of a doing part business. of the game. Absolutely. It's a part of the game. Because guess what? You could take a loss at that 9 to 5 too, and they could fire right. your ass at any moment. It's over. It's over. <laughs> game so over. I'd rather bet on me and <laughs> right. take a loss than bet on somebody. Game, game over. Yeah. Can, can we talk a little bit about what your programs look like at Credit Medics, some of the product offerings? So one of the programs is what I just told you about, um, business funding. So just putting that together and I've become a center of influence. So I have like five banks locked in pocket where I have direct business bankers that I deal with. So I send my clients to those bankers right. and um, we make things happen. Of course you have to qualify, right. but we know what that looks like. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the process is a lot easier versus you going into the banks yourself and trying to just figure everything out. Um, we also have credit building programs for people who have never had credit. You know, we get you some trade lines, and have you piggyback and then get you some personal credit for yourself and then build out that way. Um, we have a home ownership program, VIP home ownership for people who don't desire to be entrepreneurs or business owners, but they just want to buy a house. Nobody in their family has ever become a homeowner. They just want to start there. That's a big deal. Yeah. So during the pandemic, one of the things I did was I decided to become a mortgage loan officer. Well, I decided that I wanted to own my mortgage company, my okay. own, but you have to be up under a broker for two years. Yes. So I started there. So I'm um, getting ready to take the test next month to um, finalize everything and become a mortgage loan officer. So we have VIP home ownership programs. Um, oh, that's a different ball game when you start writing mortgages out the way. Oh, it's over. That's a different it's, ball I'm going to be a multi, <laughs> multi-millionaire over. In the next two years, it's just going to be, watch, just watch. So we have the um, Credit Medics Teen University. Okay. Yes, where um, the last time we did that program, we ran it for two weeks. Mm -hmm. So we had the the kids on Saturday and Sunday and Saturday and Sunday. We talked about everything from student loans, student loan debt, making the right decisions with your student loans. Yes. Yes. Big issue. All these kids going to college. They just ignore it. Listen. Like like our old night day grade. Listen. They're going to come back to get you. And your credit is, you know what, by the time you graduate. Okay. So we talk about that. We talk about home ownership, entrepreneurship, a whole bunch of things in the Credit Medics Teen University program. Of course, credit repair, that was the foundation. But this business has grown into so many different things. I have um, realtors that are affiliated with Credit Medics, um, investors that are affiliated if you want to invest. Um, I preferably don't like to take people's money to invest unless it's something that I feel secure, secure in, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be sad. Right. If it don't work out, right. I can be cool with my sh- right. not working out, right. but I'm right. gonna be sad if you don't work out. We lost your little ten grand. You I'm like, my- oh dang, I done took the ten grand. And you on my the phone calling me right. about this little ten grand, man? Every day, I can't do it. No, 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 no. So I just I stay away from that. But my friends are really great investors in real estate, and they know how they know all the numbers and all that. That's what they do. I can refer you to them. Right. But Credit Medics, um, we do LLCs. We form your entities. Um, EINs, um, corporations, nonprofit, all of that stuff. So we do a lot of stuff. That's a awesome. lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I, as far as um, with the student loans, how do how can kids like well, people go about buying a home with a have a student having a student loan? So now, 
Um, so most of my clients, of course, we send them to Sonia. We like okay. go to Sonia, she'll work it out for you. Um, but a lot of um my clients, a lot of my clients, when they are um trying to purchase a home, you have to be showing a certain percentage or they do a percentage of yes. your debt. You have to report right. that. You have to, I think it's one percent or two percent, something like that. So if you got a hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan, and I seen some crazy numbers. Some of my clients, I'm like, you better be a doctor. You a doctor? <laughs> Are you a surgeon? I need you to be I'm a, a social surgeon. worker. I <laughs> Seriously. Masters. This one sister, I said, sis, if you get another master's, <laughs> she like, I gotta stay in school because I don't want to pay it back. That's the mm-hmm. that's the horrible Ain't that plan. sad? That's a horrible That's a horrible plan. Plan. Taking one class is the best. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That so, yeah. Crazy. So, you have to, um, they will calculate that as debt. And that's yeah. the sad part about it, especially if you went to school and your degree is in, like you said, liberal arts. Right. Like, I've seen people with degrees at the door at Walmart, like, welcome to Walmart. Yep. So, now you graduate, you have all this student loan debt, and you're not really making no money. Right. So you can't even get a house because right. your debt-to-income ratio is out of way. Yep, right. Absolutely. absolutely. So it's a struggle. And I think that that's another thing that our community needs to be educated on, student loans. And I think, oh, I think it's sad that yeah. every, you know, the parents are like, you got to go to college. Every child it's, does not want to go to college. Right. I don't have not one college degree. I want right. the community where I just figure shit out. Right. But And I make damn good money. Right. right. Damn good money. Right. I get to a bad. So, <laughs> and so every child does not have to take that path. But I think some of us figure like that's the only way out. There's no other way for my child to be successful until you hear podcasts. Absolutely. You hear me speak. Mm-hmm. You go to some workshops and seminars. And then you're like, wow. And one of the things that I do like about Instagram is it gives gives us the opportunity to see other young black people successful. So you kind of look at it and say, "Damn, maybe I can do it." Well, I say you could you could basically curate what you want your future to look like on Instagram. You don't have to follow Boo Boo and Ray Ray. Right. right. Like what I want my right. future to look like, right. I curate that. Right. And then it pops up in my feed. Like, right. yeah. no, I ain't yeah. stressed out because I don't see the negative stuff. Come I, on, I, I, I come got, on, <laughs> right. Nah, come that's on. Go. You know, come you can on. curate your own vibe, man. Yeah. And like, you know what? I, I think a lot of us put the cart before the horse because in our community. We don't go go into college with any planning in terms of we just going in, in terms of what career path you're going to choose. Mm-hmm. Well, how much does that career path earn? I did this workshop with some kids like that in this important. program downtown. I had them pick their career choice, and then they had to research. I, I didn't tell them what what it entailed. I was like, "Oh, this is what you want to do. Oh, okay, where do you want to live? Right. Oh, I want a condo. I think I want to live downtown. Oh, really? Which one drive? I drive a Benz. I want to do this. And then after they laid out their life, I said, okay, now go research the annual salary for what you chose right. to be. Right. Not on that You're going to be able to pay $25, $3,000 a month right. for a condo? No, boo-boo, you're not. So right. you need to rethink that. But it opened up their minds. Absolutely. Because they don't know and yeah. These are not conversations that we have at the dinner table. We have to start having them, Dad. We have. We have to. We have, we to, have to start to. having them. Right, for sure. I, I think it's uh, all right. So since we're on that topic, young parents out there that have small children, mm-hmm. where should they start on helping their children become financially literate? So first things first, I took my son to the bank, and I got Dupree a you know a debit card, debit card with the credit card logo. It has his name on it. He uses it. Right. Um, there was this um, 
what is it called? Go Henry. That's the name of it. It's this app yeah. where you can you, your kids you can, can do chores mm-hmm. and you can pay them, and then it goes on a Go Henry card. So he has the Go Henry card, and then he has that the other card. So when he wants to use stuff, I mean when he wants to buy stuff, we go to Walmart or whatever. He uses his card, and then I show him. You see this this minus sign. This came out, out of your right. out of your bank <laughs> right. account. Right. So you have what you had this. Now you have to minus this because right. you spent that. So your account is going down, son. The more money you spend, the less you're going to have in this account. Just to get him a concept, even if they don't grasp it now, you start planting seeds, everything is going to make sense Absolutely. over the years. Absolutely. And then they have, like, Dr. Boinkin, I think it's Boinkins, Royce Boinkins. He Royce has Watkins. Watkins. Royce Watkins. Okay, I think yeah. it's Watkins. All right. Yeah. He has um, literature, and that's one of my goals, too, to work on literature for um, black and brown children, board games, all that stuff. This other guy, I forget his name. He's on Instagram with all the tattoos. He has board Uh, games. David Grace. I've never realized how important Monopoly was till just a couple years ago. Oh, favorite game. Oh, yeah. My favorite board game. I never looked at it like that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. All these years I've been playing Monopoly, and I never understood. Nobody never broke that game down. Sure. We just played. We just played. We just played. We just played. But if you could play Monopoly, which is fun for your family, and you're telling kids, this is what you want to do. You want to buy a hotel. Because if you hold this hotel, son, or if I pass this down to you, or um, if you buy the hotel at this price, and then you're renting these rooms out every night, getting them to see it, and meeting even, them at their level of understanding. Right. And even with Monopoly, it's a great, it does a great job of helping your children with negotiating skills and bartering. Mm. Like, they land on something for $2,000, i will give you two of this. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's negotiating skills. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's teaching you how to negotiate. Because, sure. I mean, that's what a lot of us do. We overpay, and you see people, you know, you be, I mean, I Which is empowering because you need to know how to negotiate these cars, these car lots, and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you got a what a nine percent interest rate on mm-hmm. a car? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that you we nuts. also need to be intentional. For sure. Just like I said, I played Monopoly, but now it's intentional. Yeah. So right. I, if if I'm going to sit down with my son, it's going to be intentional. My goal is not to just play this game. I want him to understand how important real estate is, and what you said, the things you said, him to learn how to negotiate, right? And him learning how, and just. Uh, making him assertive. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. So all of that stuff is important. Absolutely. So he's he's earning money. Yes. And then you're teaching him how to basically balance a checkbook. Right. When he's in the And store. now he's working okay. at my dad's restaurant. Okay. So he works. Okay. <laughs> he works. He be trying to get out of work every day. But he goes to work and he's making money. So he's making like $200 a week. He's 10 years old. I'm like, okay, we're going to put your money in your account. Yeah. So now he's asking me for things. And I'm like, he wants a desk. I bought him a, a Mac desktop today. And he's like, Mom, I need a desk because he likes to do the games. I'm like, you got $200 in yep, your drawer. You account. want to use that. <laughs> and you can buy your own desk. So just getting him to understand. And That's then, a very important thing, right, that you just mentioned right there. Regardless if you have the money or not, but making him be accountable for the things that he want, mm-hmm. he'll learn to appreciate it that much more. Oh, that's he, good. He bought the desk. That's good. Right. Because we have that's this good. this uh, concept from not having is, I want my kids to have everything. Yeah. Like, I didn't have Where it, so my young boy got all this Gucci. Right. Yeah. That's nonsense, bro. Right. Get them some, right. invest, let them yeah. invest some, hey, they have a stake in it. So they, they'll, they'll appreciate it that much more. Right. That's a good right. point. That's, that's a good point. Now that's mm-hmm. his desk. He and he bought the desk. It. And it's going to make him proud. He, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That he absolutely. did that for himself. So that's absolutely. a good that's a good point. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Because I, I think the kids is where we have to start because some of these parents might be a little too far gone. But the kids. And it's sad. 
It's so sad. I have some conversations with with grown people. And and it's crazy because of where I am now. I have to check myself sometimes and say, Ranisha, you know, you've learned a lot over the years. You have a lot of wisdom, intellect. But everybody is not there. So hard. So even when I'm educating, because one of the things that I stand on with my business is I don't want to just fix your credit and you just go out into the world. Because you're going to come back to me, which is good if you come right. back. But <laughs> that's come the plan. Back, come back just with go, a good, just just go go ahead, baby. Go with the 700, baby. Just go on out to the world, baby. No, don't pay it. No, just be late, baby. Just go ahead, baby. So um, one of the things that I um, stand on in my company is educating, 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 right. financial literacy. And the way I break stuff down, I just simplify it so much. Right. Like, it's just so easy. Like, anybody could catch it. Right. And yeah. and you'd be surprised because, yo, a lot of our people don't know. This is true. Yeah. This is true. This don't is true. know. This one dude DM me said, I got your secure card. Now what I do? Just add your phone bill to and pay it every month. He's like, what I do? <laughs> what you got to do after that? How you use it? Never. Oh, had, never I had, mean, he wanted to know what to do with the money. He no, didn't know, he didn't know he how don't to know activate what to do it. With the card. He don't even know how to activate it. Wow. He said, what do I do? But this is this is a reality. Yeah. So yeah. we have to understand and be and continue to be humble and understand sure. that everybody is like in different places. Absolutely. And even in trying to wake people up or enlighten them, you have to understand that. And I try to dumb my shit down as much as Absolutely. possible. Yeah, we had that we had that argument all the time about people that will they, we think they should know and they, right. they actually do not know. Right. But mm-hmm. uh my my guy in the hallway, he had a question. He said, uh should did, he pay? did he text that in? From yeah, he, te- he texted that Hi, in. Hi, hallway guy. <laughs> <laughs> he see wanted to know should you pay judgments or, or collections on your credit report? No. Should you pay them? Yeah. So, I, different scenarios for different <laughs> clients, okay? So, there are some clients. So, the, the dispute process could take a while. You know what right. I'm saying? Your, your stuff may not necessarily come off the first round right. that we do, right. right? It may take several months, but there are some people who may be at like a six. Let's say if you got. Um, uh, two charge-offs, and right. the charge-offs um, equal $2,000, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say we gave you a trade line and you've been credit building and your scores are like a 660. Mm-hmm. So you like real close to where you need to be to get you know funding or to just build, get some better credit card offers. And you like, Nish, listen, you done already disputed two rounds. We about 70 days in. I just want to be done with this. I'm like, all right, you want to be done? All right, let's call the collection company and ask them if they do pay for deletions. If you're going to do a pay for deletion, you're going to give them the full amount that's due. The full amount. You're not going to negotiate a settlement. Paying for a deletion, the benefit of doing that is so that the account can be deleted by that collection company. Okay. Okay? So if you do that, it's now worth it because right. although you had to pay $2,000 instead of getting a settlement where you might have only paid $1,000, mm-hmm. you are benefiting because now the accounts are totally wiped off your credit and your credit scores went up because the negative accounts have been removed. Okay. So it's worth it in that sense. That's a great right. tip. That's It's That's worth it. Tip. If you are going to just say, listen, I ain't paying nothing. I'm just going to wait seven years. Well, if you got seven damn years to wait, then you right go ahead now. and wait it out. Right I'm not waiting no goddamn seven years. I got to get to it. And then you could just do a settlement offer. If you do a settlement offer, the debt is cleared. You're paying less than what you owe, but the account still physically shows up on your credit. Right. It just says pay for less or settled settlement right. offer, and it'll have a zero balance, which is still 
it looks worse if you have derogatory stuff on there versus mm. not. But as long as you went back to settle it, to pay it, right. if you get your scores up to the whatever the minimum requirement, you'll still qualify because that debt is at a zero balance. Okay. The banks just don't want to lend you money and you still owe everybody. Right, right. Like you think sure. I'm going to give Sean, it's not good I'm going to lend Sean money and he pay Omar back? Right. And me and right. Omar talk every day? Right. Hell to the no. <laughs> oh, said, so don't get that joke in your mouth. You know what that I'm saying? So I'm not going to do that. Right. So that's that's it. Right. Yeah, that's it. Any more questions? <laughs> uh, I got one more. Uh, could you explain good debt, good debt and bad debt? <sighs> good debt. So good debt for me is my house. Yeah. Good debt. I got to live somewhere. Right. Good debt for me. And as I pay my mortgage every month, I'm paying into my house. Right. My house is gaining more and more equity that I can cash out on at any time if I need it. Yeah. Right. So that's good debt. Bad debt. Um... You're already, your debt to income is already high. You're living paycheck to paycheck. Right. And you go and upgrade your car from a Honda to a Benz. The difference in the pay note, the car note, I'm sorry, is $250. Right. Bad debt. Right. Not only um, did you make your financial situ situation worse, mm -hmm. the Honda debt has carried over to the Mercedes Benz debt. Right. So the car note is high as I don't know what. Mm -hmm. um, if your credit wasn't good, the interest rate is high as I don't know what. Right. And how are you going to ever be able to stop living paycheck to paycheck if you keep making bad financial decisions? Mm -hmm. yeah. I would ride the Honda out right, until the sure. engine go. Mm -hmm. and stack my bread. Even after I pay it off, I will continue to act like I'm paying that Honda every month yeah. and mm -hmm. put it in an account and then begin to use that that money to invest in other things or to pay off my my debt all the way down and then use that same money that I was paying that Honda note to then invest. Okay. So is personal finance a lot about self-discipline or is it really just more understanding? Both. Okay. What would I say is more important? I say, well, I would say self-discipline. My, my, but me you personally. still gotta understand. But you do have to understand it. But, but if it you have self-discipline, you wouldn't you wouldn't overspend because. And if you I, have self-discipline, you would you would seek the understanding. That's what I feel like. I feel like you would seek the understanding. Okay. If you had the discipline, so I would say discipline first. Okay. Discipline first, and then of course you the the literacy you need to know. And YouTube is great for that. Google, all those things. It is. Good. It really is. Um, discipline is so important in every area of our life. For sure. Though. Every area of, of, of our lives. The area that lacks discipline, you'll see it. You'll see it. Me too. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm trying to get my life together. Lord. Yes, but for real though. Absolutely. 100%. You're not disciplining your finances. It's going to show. Your credit is going to be a wreck. Right. And that's why credit is so important. Because right. you're going to take that credit report and you'll go and you try to get something and they're going to see you don't have no damn discipline yep. in your finances and you will not get right. what you want. Yep. Or you will and the interest rate will be 36.99% like first premiere on a credit card. <laughs> Because you're high risk. Absolutely. So if you're high risk, I'm going to get my money in, this, <laughs> in the interest. Yep. I, I noticed I've seen a lot of uh, companies, credit card companies, waiving payments right now because of uh, yes. the pandemic. Mm -hmm. What's your take on all that? You want to be careful. One of my um, clients DM'd me because she got her mortgage payment deferred, mm -hmm. and they actually reported it as a late payment. So you want to be very careful. You need to ask those questions. If I defer anything or do a forbearance, 
um, are you going to report the payments late? Because right. one late payment will impact your score 30 to 70 points. And the banks are not giving you any. First of all, we're in a pandemic. You still can get stuff done because I've been able to do it. But if you have a recent late payment during a pandemic. We hold it off on you. We hold it off on you. What does that you mean? You barely make it. You ain't, yeah, we ain't doing it off. <laughs> you know, bro, you lost your job. You lost something, bro. We're yeah. not doing it. Yeah. You're showing so, the signs. Yes, Absolutely. you're showing the signs. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, but serious. You're showing the signs of a high-risk lender. Yeah. Yep. And I don't want to lend my money to somebody who's going to be risky. Because right. if Sean said, oh, I ain't pay him back, and it's a year, then he's Sean probably not going to pay Ranisha back either. Right. <laughs> you see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how they look at it. Yeah. That's how they look at it. That is crazy. If you want to tell people anything that you have upcoming, um, anything that you're working on, where they can so find you at. They can find me on Instagram. Hopefully, I'll get my Credit Medics page. I'm being faithful, child. I'll get my Credit Medics page back. So that page is at Credit Medics, C-R-E-D-I-T-M-E-D-I-C-S. But my Maserati niche page is definitely back up. Okay. So you can find me there. Um, Maserati, M-A-S-E-R-A-T-I, Niche, N-E-E-S-H. That's where they can find me at. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. What do I have coming up? So um, I just finished my um, mortgage course. I'm taking a test next month. So we'll be able to. I was already doing mortgages, but I was just submitting it through my lender. That, that I'm affiliated with. Yeah. Actually, she's actually mentoring me. So I just submit the deals to her and she can get it. She's a beast too. She's refinancing my house right now. But um, I'm going to be, we're going to be doing mortgages. Um, we're going to be starting up. I'm starting back up my queening mentorship program. Yeah. But I only Sorry, have. Guys. What? Nothing for the guys. Oh. It's all for the ladies. <laughs> Y'all, I do do free workshops for the for the brothers. Me and Wallow do this. <laughs> <laughs> but my queen and mentorship program is for young women 14 to 21. Okay. Just giving them the game. Just giving them the game on everything. Self-love, confidence, financial literacy, just investing, home ownership, how to manage your money, how to be an independent woman, how to, you know, go after entrepreneurship. All of that is in my mentorship pro- program. I'm very, very, very excited about moving into this new space. Because it's going to be very spacious, which is going to allow me to not only just do workshops with me, but all of my friends that do different things in the community will be able to bring in people. Um, So that's going to be fun. Um, I'm working on a credit book finally. Okay. I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Yes. I'm working on that. And what else? That's pretty much it. I'm doing, you know. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, most people are just going to work. <laughs> I'm but. doing some flips. And, <laughs> you know what? I'm doing some flips. Um, like I said, I'm getting ready to invest in some stock. Um, I'm hype about that. I don't know too much about it, but I'm doing my research. I think I'm going to jump in probably like 10000 with that and just see how it does. One of my friends posted something <laughs> like a week ago. Um, she had invested in the uh, Tesla. What is it called? Tes- Tesla. Tesla. She made 80000 uh, Aisha? Aisha? Yeah. She a beast. She a beast. She I beast. love her. She I love her. We went and had um, coffee one time at Starbucks, and it was just a great conversation. That's why it's so important for like minds to connect, too. Right. So important. Just to like pour into each other. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And pull each other up. But yeah, so that's what's going on. So I'm excited. I love how you, like, you, like Sonya, you, Jamisa, y'all all empower each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's so dope. 
Yeah. This is so important, and we need to make these conversations not awkward. They just need to happen very right. casually, mm-hmm. and everybody can walk away with gems. I mean, I, I picked up a ton of gems, that, yeah, even definitely. on stuff that I, you know, really? I, I've seen yeah. pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's absolutely. Cool. But, you know. You look so familiar, too. Oh, uh, well, you know, I feel like I know you from we, somewhere else or something. We all in Philly, so you know how that goes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we all see each other right, time. Right, right. Y'all bougie, small. too. Y'all get about Fiji water. Only for the guests. now, Fiji. They ain't coming here with no. Uh, what's the cheap water? Where you get the, uh, uh, what's that? Deer Park Polish no. another one that's horrible. What is Aquafina? That? That's what it is. That's terrible. Y'all ain't, that's horrible. That's Y'all terrible. Ain't, that's spigot water. That's spigot water. Don't let it be warm because, oh, oh God. my God. They gave me some Fiji. Yeah. Until next week, uh, please... Check out Maserati Nisha's page. Oh, can I give them my, my website? Yes, That's please, important. Please, please. So Whatever. the website is creditmedics101.com. You can actually go there. You can go there in the morning and go there in the evening and at night and sign <laughs> up for all of our services. Everything that I discussed today and so much more you will find on the website. Oh, and my podcast. How can I forget that? Y'all got to come on mine. I didn't know you had a podcast. Yes. No, I seen it the other day. Pa- I seen it the other day. got to come on my, my podcast. Oh, How often do you do it? It happened like right during the pandemic. Okay. How often do you do it? I haven't taped in a while because of the pandemic. So we're uh-huh. back to taping next week. Yeah, we okay. And it's got called back. the Niche Speaks Podcast. Oh, yeah. let's do which it. Which is amazing. And it's on um, YouTube. It's on um, um, iHeart, it's on iTunes, and it's on Spotify. That is awesome. Yeah, so check that out. I got to get my daughter to just tune into that. Yeah. Because you be giving game. How old is your daughter? She's 13, but, you know, oh, we're working on her young. She should come to the mentorship program. I, we going to get her there. Okay. We're right. working on her young. Okay. We try to turn her into a little beast. I know that's I right. Play. I know that's right. My dad turned me into one. It's real. I'm serious. Yo, listen, uh, this has been a pleasure. Uh, this is sure. one of our bucket list guests that we had on today, so that's dope. Yeah. Uh, for everybody that's listening, rate, review, subscribe, leave a comment, um, and let us know who y'all want to see come on the show next. Anything you got? Uh, we good. We good? Next All right. Week. We out here until next week. Thank you.